this is my first time, so I'm going to be reading a script from Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. God, tr trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Good morning, everyone. I just want to say I'm glad to be up here again. Thank you for all the encouragement on the behalf of you. On the on the behalf of the youth, we just want to say thank you, and we really appreciate the encouragement of getting us back up here and just shower, showering us with love and just showing us encouragement. And we just want to say thank you on the behalf of everybody. So while I'm up here today, I just want to talk to you guys for a little bit. You know what I mean? Uh, about just us as people. Uh, Recently, I haven't really been feeling so good as a Christian. I've been trying to figure out why. I don't know what it was. Maybe I haven't been praying enough. I haven't been reading my Bible. Maybe it's I need to start hanging out in the church more. Maybe I need to start just strengthening my relationship with God. And then I realized something I haven't thought about in a while. It, it was my faith, honestly. Uh, I've noticed that because I haven't been doing those things, because I haven't been paying attention with my relationship with God, that I noticed that my faith has started has started going down. And I don't know if any of you are feeling the same thing, you know, feeling the same way, have gone through the same thing, but today I'm here to talk to you about it. And not only myself or you, but there are also been people in the Bible who have felt the same way as us, people who have let the weakness or let the temptations of the world weaken their faith with God, letting that strength that they used to have just diminish over time. So if you will, if you will please turn to Judges chapter 6, and we'll start at verse 15. And to start off today, I want to talk a little bit about Gideon. See, Gideon, I can relate to him a lot because for a while, I felt like Gideon at one point. I just wanted to, I was called by God, or I've been called by something greater than I am, and I've just ignored it or I just delayed it for a while because I was either afraid or I just didn't want to do it because I thought it wasn't my thing because I wanted to go out and have fun or I was just simply scared, you know, having to go out against and do what I was supposed to do or I just wanted to live my life the way it was because I wasn't ready to step up out of that shell and become who I was supposed to be in the name of God. So like I said, if you go to Judges chapter 6 and you reread verse 15, it says... Pardon me, my Lord, getting replied, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least of my family. So as you see right here, Gideon, he's already feeling weak, and he's already admitted to God that not only him himself as a person, but his family is the weakest after he's been called by God to do so. And I've noticed myself, and I don't know if any of you have noticed, but whenever I'm called by God to do something, Whenever I feel I have to do something, always play that card. Oh, Lord, I can't do this. Lord, I'm too weak. Lord, I'm not ready. Can you just give this to somebody else? Or, oh, Lord, just please take this away from me. And if you keep reading, it said, The Lord answered, I will be with you, and you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. Gideon replied, If now I have found favor in your eyes, give me a sign that it is really you take, talking to me. Now, while I was reading this and going over this, I found something interesting. If you go back, 
it says, give me a sign that it is really you talking to me. And I will admit, I, that stuck out to me because I've noticed sometimes that when I've been praying or when I've had a weak faith or when I wasn't feeling as strong as I'm supposed to be or how I usually feel, I've noticed myself not only letting that faith, that weak amount of faith taking over me, I've noticed that I began to question God. Now we know what God can do. He created everything in heaven, created everything on earth, created all the animals that we see, the vastness of the sea, created all the animals on earth, and created us, humans. And he continues to do so until the end, until we get up into heaven with him. And I know these things that God can do, but yet I still ask myself, Lord, can you please give me a sign? Let me know that you are there. And I just find it crazy that knowing all of this, that I let the weakness of my faith and let just things that I've heard and just let myself as a person begin to fall in trouble simply because something didn't go right one time or something didn't go right here or there or something didn't go right in somebody else's life and I just let that begin to take me down as a person and as a Christian or a Christ follower, whichever one you prefer. But this is the part that I find interesting which really just helped made me feel better as a, as a person, especially with everything that I've been through. It says in verse 18, please do not go away until I come back and bring you my offering and set it before you. And this is what Gideon says. I mean, this is what the Lord says. And the Lord said, I will wait until you return. Isn't that powerful? Isn't it? Knowing that us as humans, knowing that no matter how far we go, no matter how long we're going, that the Lord will be right here waiting on us. He has all these things, all these other people he can overlook, all these things that he can do, go, and yet he's waiting right here for us to come back to him, no matter how far we astray from him. He'll be right there, the same place that you left him. Isn't that amazing to think about? That same God was be here waiting on us, no matter what, from beginning to the end. Now, like I said earlier, we're not the only ones who struggle with faith. Even Gideon, there have been people who didn't have faith from the beginning, or if they did have it, they let the weakness overcome them. Uh, I'm sorry everybody here is familiar with the story of Jonah, uh, the well. Let's, let's just go back and look and read what it says. Everyone can please turn to uh, Jonah chapter 1, please. And I just find it interesting that Jonah, this guy, he, like us, been called by God to go do something just like Gideon. And as a, as a matter of fact, he ran away. If you read Jonah chapter 1, it says, verse 1, it says, The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai, go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because his wickedness has come up before me. But in verse 3, it says, But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. Now, I find it crazy. Well, actually, I don't find it crazy. What I did find crazy was that while I was reading this and while I read what Jonah did, I saw myself in there. When Jonah ran away from God, I was like, why would anyone do this? And then I realized I was looking in the mirror. I have been called by God to do so many things, even whether it's been in the past or recently or stuff that I will do, because I was just simply too afraid. I let the weakness of my faith overcome me and overtake me. And just like Jonah, I don't know if any of you have ever been there, but just like Jonah, 
I ran away from God, tried to get as far as possible. But if we go down further down, it talks about how Jonah escaped onto the boat and how because he tried to run away from God, the waves kept slapping up against the, up against the boat. The storm kept raging, thunder and lightning, and just imagine all types of catastrophe that could happen while you're on that boat. And eventually Jonah was like, okay, I know what I have to do. Cast me into the sea. Now, I'm pretty sure all the sailors were probably thinking that this man is crazy because why would we throw you into the ocean? So eventually, after throwing lots, and, well, after casting lots and realizing that the only way for this to stop is to throw Jonah into the ocean, that's what they did. They threw Jonah into the ocean and everything calmed down. The waves stopped, the waves stopped slapping up against the boat. The thunder went away. Everything became calm once again while Jonah was in the ocean. And then God sent a fish to come and swallow him up. Now, if you turn to chapter 2, read verse 1. It says, from beside the fish, Jonah prayed to Lord his God. And verse 2 is just all about, verse, verses 2 through 8. Verses, I'm sorry, verses 2 through 9, it just talks about Jonah praying to God about all these things that he's saying was just like me, I've, once I realized what I've done, I go and pray to God, because I realized not only was I in the wrong, but I realized that I let my weakness of faith just turn me away from God and made me run away. But in verse 10, it says, and the Lord commanded the fish and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. Now we go to chapter three. The first three verses say, then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Go to the great city in Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I give you. Now, in chapter 1, verse 3, Jonah ran away. But look at verse 3 this time. It says, Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and went to Nineveh. Isn't that crazy? That after all the endeavors that he went through, that not only God still keep him around, but he actually obeyed, obeyed him, go back and do it again. And this time, Jonah had enough faith to go and do it. Isn't that crazy to think about that God is still keep us around even after we tell him no? That's crazy to think about, isn't it? That our all-powerful God, the same God that created everything that we know, is that same God that'll give us a second chance no matter what we tell him or what we do. Now, I'm sure all of you are familiar with Peter and all of them on the boat and Jesus, one of Jesus' most notable miracles, walking on water, right? So I'm asking all of you to please turn to uh, Matthew chapter 14, verses 25. Now, I think this right here, aside from Gideon and aside from Jonah, I think this is where I've noticed, I think I've related to the most. If you read it, it says, shortly before dawn, Jesus went out onto them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. And then listen to what Peter says. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Now, like I've said earlier and multiple times, God calls us to do things whether it's for us as individuals, whether it's for him, or whether it's to help others around him. And just like Peter, we have been called by Lord to say, come, walk on the water, come, go there, go here. 
We've been called to do all these things. And just like Peter, we've gone and done them. But what happens when we start, what happens when we start to lose that faith? What happens when we start to get discouraged and we let others or other things start to get into our head? Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked onto the water, and came towards Jesus. And you know what I'm saying? Everything was going good. He was walking, you know, on his way to Jesus. Everything was going fine. But at verse 30, this is where it all goes wrong. It says, but when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to seek. Cried out, Lord, save me. Isn't that funny how, just like Peter, we just, we're doing good. Everything's going fine. But then, all of a sudden, one thing goes wrong. We take a look here. We take a look there. We hear this. We hear that. We see this, that, and the other. And then, all of a sudden, we start going down. And it doesn't have to be an ocean. It doesn't have to be where you're at work. It doesn't have to be when you're hanging out with somebody, it can simply just be you're just not in the right place spiritually. And when God is leading us somewhere, we tend to get distracted. And when we get distracted from that God, when we get distracted from God, we start to sink. And we start gasping for air, crying out for help. But this is what I love, love the most about this. It says in verse 31, immediately, not a few moments later, not in a few seconds, it says immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. And just like this, like I've been saying this whole time, you of little faith. Isn't that crazy to think about? How just like Peter, just like us, in, re- in modern times, we begin to drown and we begin to sink and we begin to cry out for help for God as soon as we let a little bit of faith start to guide us. Isn't that, that's just something to think about. And then he also asks, why did you doubt? Have you ever noticed that when we begin to doubt and question God, bad things start to happen? Whether it be financially, whether it be in relationships, whether it just be in life, in any aspect, whether you're trying to get a new house, whether you're trying to get a new car, you're trying to go out there and make new friends, you're trying to get back in the church even. When we have little faith, and when we begin to doubt the power of God, we start to sink. But don't worry. Just like he did with Peter, he immediately is going to come in and pick us up out of that water. Now, uh, let's go to one I'm pretty sure also everybody knows. Let's, everybody please turn to Genesis chapter 12. We're going to talk about Abraham for a little bit. Now, I'm pretty sure everybody, like I said a few times already, is familiar with Abraham, just like us. But unlike us, well, unlike me, I'm going to say, as an individual and as a Christian, Abraham always believed in God. Now, there have been moments, I'm pretty sure, where he's been angry, or there's pretty sure there's been moments where he's not exactly sure about something, but whenever God told him to do something, he's did it. And now if you just go through and read chapter 12, and I'm pretty sure it'll give you everything, but I really, I really want to get to is Genesis chapter 22. And for all you mothers and fathers out there, I'm pretty sure that this is something that we need to look, that y'all need to look at. And if you look at it, whether you have a Bible app or I'm not sure if it says in the regular Bible, it says Abraham tested. And then if you read verse 1, it says, Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to Abraham, Here I am, he replied. Then God said, Take your son, 
your only son whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain, I will show you. Now me, I don't have any kids, but for all you parents out there, I can imagine hearing something like this and how hard it would be to even think about doing something like this. And then if, and if you keep reading, it shows Abraham, he's going, he's leaving early in the morning, he's building the altar, making the sacrifices for God. And then if you skip down to chapter 9, it says, when they reached the place God had told them about, he built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the wood, laid him on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Isn't that crazy to think about? That Abraham, isn't it, don't you think we all need to be like Abraham, really ready to sacrifice anything when God says so? The same God that gave us life, the same God that gave us everything that we need in our life. We need to be more like Abraham because Abraham was ready to give it all up, everything, because he had that much faith in God because he knew at, at the end of the day, God was going to deliver, unlike Peter, who was little of faith and doubted God, began to sunk. And unlike Jonah, who ran away from God, as well as Gideon, who tried to test God because they all had little faith. I think we all need to strive to be more like Abraham because Abraham did not, not he didn't test God. He had faith in God. And as you can see right here, he was ready to sacrifice his son to do so. In order to uh, finish off today, I would like for everybody to go to uh, Matthew and read with me chapter 15, verses 14. And it reads, leave them, they are blind guides. If the blind lead the blind, both will fall into a pit. Isn't that something that we do a lot? We tend to put our trust in a lot of things or in a lot of people that are wearing blindfolds just like us and expect us to lead them to where we're supposed to go. And instead of taking that right, we might end up taking that left. Or instead of going up, we might end up going down. Or instead of going forward, we might end up going backwards, all because we chose to put ourselves, instead of God, we chose to put ourselves to someone else who was just, if not, more blind than us. Whether it be spiritually, whether it comes to faith, or whether it just comes to just being a person. Now, for anybody who doesn't feel like they don't have that faith, that thing that's driving them as Christians, as people, if they don't think that they have that drive anymore, I ask please that while we come up and sing, I ask that you please come up and stand for. Source of 